Hey, you're listening to Randy Villarba's podcast, collection of random rants on a random podcast recorded by a random person in a random location, just like all the other thousands of random podcasts that are all being started right now because we all need connection. We're all in quarantine, social distancing all across the globe. I'm a writer, a stand-up comic, state-licensed cannabis dealer, <laughs> avid snowboarder, overall hooligan. Well, that was before. This is now. And definitely have plans for after. Uh, so you're going to be listening to a nice collection of rants, conversations between myself and other friends and people I know in quarantine. Shit's real. Hope you guys are out there being safe, taking care of your loved ones. And we're all going to make it to the other side of this. Right? Yeah, right. Enjoy. Cheers. Hello. You're listening to episode two, season one of Before, Now, and After with Randy Villarba. Really excited for my second ever guest on my second ever podcast. I'm bringing on board my good friend, Drew Williams. He's a filmmaker based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. He owns his own production company, 43 Productions, as well as the host of his own podcast, Take 43. Known Drew for several years. Uh, first uh, met him when I was working for I9 Media, a marketing firm in San Diego. Um, my main client at that time was Flow Sports Inc., which owned Flow Snowboards. Uh, Drew is a snowboarding R&D writer, uh, pro snowboarder, basically, uh, for that company and started working with him originally there. Uh, continued to work with him with another company, uh, uh, helping with the marketing with uh, Lytra Lighting Company. Um, highly recommend checking that out if you're looking into lighting and uh, equipment for video and camera. And uh, also at my previous job with Remedy and Silver Sage Wellness, uh, he kind of helped out with some pr- uh, production videos over there as well. But Definitely looking forward to sitting down with my good buddy Drew, finding out how things are going out in Utah. We talk snowboarding. Uh, we talk the resorts closing. We talk, yeah, just the climate of what's going on there. Please enjoy episode two with Drew Williams. How's it going, Drew? What's up, Randy? How are you, man? Doing good. Doing good. How, how are things out in Salt Lake City? Salt Lake. It's good, dude. Um, Just hanging out, working in the studio a bunch, just trying to stay creative. And it's kind of what's getting me through this whole thing. So definitely uh, not on lockdown and we should be, but some surrounding counties are. And um, just using this time to take care of uh, some projects that I haven't had a chance to really get a hold of since, uh, you know, client work has slowed down a little bit. Uh, oh wow! So you, you guys up there aren't on lockdown? Like I know uh, a large part of America right now is kind of being given the stay-at-home orders, whether it be something a little bit like harsher, like what's going on in New York and California, or like you know Nevada, which is just the you know the verbal stay-at-home. But uh, but like you don't have anything that that's strict going on out there right now. Not, I mean, unfortunately, not. Um, we do have like obviously stay at home, stay safe. That's enforced, but um it's not law. So we're not officially by law on lockdown, which I think is bogus. Um, If people just stayed home, I think it would, you know, probably make things easier a lot quicker. And um, yeah, it's kind of blows my mind that, um, you know, there's a hard separation of 
church and uh, state here, or there's, I should say, there isn't a hard separation between church and state and the state of uh, Utah with uh, everything that people believe here. So I don't know if they think someone else is going to protect them, but uh, this is science, baby. This thing's go- this thing's going to spread however it spreads. So, um, so no, not enforced by law, but it's definitely recommended we stay home. Yeah. Um, well, you, you, you had mentioned that some, you know, some of your work and, and clients have kind of, kind of slowed down. I mean, you know, but the, for, you know, people who don't know you, I mean, like, uh, you're, you know, uh, run your own production company doing film video. Would you like to get into how things were going until when there was a noticeable change, you know, um, over the last month? Yeah. Um, like to backtrack just a little bit, um, basically yeah i do video production i do photography and things like that i went full-time freelance about three years ago uh worked in agencies in and out uh, ever since and uh, that's kind of how we started working together too um but we'll we'll get to that later but um yeah i was on track to have probably my best year of of business um to date and it's very possible that i'll still have a good year um working in some contracts and you know manipulating some things and how we can do it from home and changing storylines and storyboards obviously it sucks because it's going to be a lot of me in front of the camera doing certain things for certain clients because I can't work with other people um I've done a really good job at staying home and staying in my studio and and just being with my wife and that's pretty much it um and you know utilizing the phone and things like that to stay away from everyone and and, you know, imply and implement those, um, those recommendations, I should say. And um, yeah, I, I think before it was going to be a really good year and I hope it still will be, but uh, just kind of trying to change some things up and, and how I can stay creative in you know, such maybe dark times. And uh, so far so good, man. It's been, I've been about a three to four weeks in quarantine and uh, we're getting stuff done. Yeah. So um, as far as three to four weeks in quarantine, what have you been doing in the, um, you know, the meantime, you know, other, other than trying to stay busy with work, like what, what are some of the things that like uh, you and, uh, you know, the wife Brooke have been up to and stuff? Yeah, um, definitely binge watched Ozarks last week, season three, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> because that's just the best show ever. Um, you know, just trying to stay creative and, and work on uh, specifically my, my, dr- my real um i have you know i've shot a lot of footage over the last three to four years and i haven't created a reel in about two years the last reel i created was uh, a drone reel and if you're not familiar with what a reel is it's basically a cinematographer's best work put into one story and um i've just been writing the script for that it's about a seven minute piece it shows you know film aspects it shows traveling it shows client work it has some archive footage from when i was a kid in there and it's it's really fun. It's um, I've been working really hard and focusing a lot of effort on that. And then uh, we've been recording our podcast, the Take Forty Three podcast, which is available on you know shameless plug here, but Spotify and <laughs> no plug away. And app, that's and, what this is for. <laughs> yeah, and and iTunes, it's available there. That's the Take Forty Three podcast. So we've been recording that, talking with different filmmakers. We uh, had an interview this morning with my buddy Dylan from Belfast in the UK, and just kind of what's been going on over there and how he stays creative. He's a great guy and. So yeah, just, you know, podcasting, editing. Um, I got a drone review video that uh, this company sent me some thumb controls for my drone. I'm going to do that. And what's fun about that is I can, you know, record the stuff in my studio and then I can, you know, drive up the canyon in 10 minutes and be completely secluded in a canyon around no one and kind of take care of that project. So 
just figuring out ways again to stay creative and stay busy uh, with the least amount of people as possible around you. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a pretty good pivot as you're talking about driving away to, uh, uh, to Canyon. I mean, being nestled there in Salt Lake City, you guys are right on the doorstep of all the different ski resorts. And I mean, you know, rewinding to how, I mean, how we know each other. I mean, back in 2014, I was working for uh, a marketing firm based in San Diego, I9 Media. I mean, uh, my main client was, at that time was Flow Snowboards, which was uh, at that time you, you were, you know, pro writer, R&D writer for those guys and helping with, with content. Dude, what was like the shutdown of ski resorts? And right now with the storms that are hitting, are you guys even able to hit the backcountry? I know you had mentioned there hasn't been any uh, anything strict than verbal, but have they started affecting anything other than the ski resorts themselves? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously was a big bummer. Um, I had been so busy with client work that I hadn't been able to get out in like a week. And I normally don't go nah, without three days. With, with, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I, I normally don't go. I don't normally don't go three days. You know, uh, from snowboarding in the winter time. I just it's part of what I do. And and uh, Flo had just sent me a nice big box of bindings and boots and stuff. And uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to ride it because all the resorts shut down about three weeks ago. Um, and then what? Uh, any backcountry access or or any any of the people had hang out or. Yeah, I mean, definitely, um, you, you can go up and skin and, and, you know, split board and ski if you want, if you skin up. Um, the only thing with that is, is a lot of the resorts that had uphill traffic, they strictly enforced that that is closed. And I think that's just to prevent people from congregating, you know, yeah. the point of them closing, the point of them closing is to be closed so people can stay away from each other. And, uh, and I think they're closing that uphill traffic too. Now, Powder Mountain uh, has a very unique setup to where mul- their multiple lodges are are based throughout the mountain. I took you there last year when you came out and visited. Yeah. Love that. And um, there's a yeah, right. Got us some snowcat passes. That was super that fun. Was but um, so they that was really epic. Um, they they've done this thing where they have an area called Powder Country, and Powder Country is where you uh, ride down from the top. It's some of the best turns that you'll get like ever in my opinion and uh a bus will pick you up on the road and it'll take you and stop you at the three lodges well they about uh, about a week ago about two weeks ago they made an announcement where um powder country was open if you wanted to shuttle and so so you were kind of in charge of picking up you that person and dropping them off vice versa and um yeah, so then they closed that pretty quick. I guess that lasted about three days, and I don't know if people were complaining or if it wasn't working out or someone got injured or I, I don't know what happened. I didn't get to go up. I was planning on going up, and it closed down before I could. So all uphill traffic is closed unless you are in the uh, you know the Wasatch Front there and, and you're not by a ski resort. Yeah, oh, man, dude. It, it, yeah, it's just completely, I don't know, just as a – freaking ski bum myself avid snowboarder i mean just the, the shutting down of resorts with all these late storms it's just driving all of us mad <laughs> i mean it, i was sitting there just talking to my friends in california of course there's a strict a stricter enforcement on on the resorts and the stay-at-home order and everything and they're just getting pelted just got photos from a few friends in mammoth and they were like looking at like a foot or two over you know basically on their doorstep with more on the mountain of course Ah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, ah, it's torture. It's torture. <laughs> yeah. It's bad when, uh, when you're looking up, like I, I look up and from the backyard and I can, I got the Wasatch front, like right beside me and you can see when, you know, when it's snowing up there, you know, and 
you don't even have to look at a webcam. You can just feel it, and it can be warm down here or cold, but you know that it's snowing up there. Yeah, and just to visualize yeah, that same, same right here. now as a tease. Like even even in Vegas, just kind of stepping outside. You know, I mean, with, with the storm coming in, you got the little chill. I I can't help but follow the storm track on the NOAA, and I know up in Mount Charleston, you know, not too far away, just north of us. I mean, it's going to be puking snow, and on a clear day, you could definitely see the backside of Mount Charleston covered in snow, which has me jones in you know had my pass to that ski resort this year and it's another one of those places that shut down early as i was literally gearing up to go but oh well um such a tease such a tease tease. man such a tease you know right now is a month where all the season passes are all being renewed and i'm just kind of sitting here like you know praying that next ski season we're not dealing with a hindrance uh with the current closing down of this ski season and everything it's just i don't know can't can't help but think that i mean the way things are in other states you know they're doing the lockdown and hopefully uh, people are doing the best they can to get a handle on these things but i mean where do you kind of you know kind of turning this back to that where do you kind of i don't know, see this going and just in your opinion like discussions you've had yeah i mean i hope that we can all do our part and you know stay home and stay away from each other and prevent this and help save some lives. And I think only time will tell in a situation like this. And, um, you know, mentally I've been pretty good lately as far as, as um, not get, getting too depressed or, or too anxious about this whole thing. So I've been kind of keeping my cool and um, I'm just hoping for the best. And I hope for the least amount of deaths and I hope Amen. for um, people who are, who are struggling right now can stay safe. And I hope that they can overcome this. And I think, the best step that, you know, as a healthy individual, what we can do is simply stay the hell home, dude, stay home. That's, that's what we have to do, even though it sucks. And, uh, you know, be safe when you have to go out and get groceries. I know we all have to eat, but, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and preach, but I think that's the best thing we can do right now. But as far as if we can take those steps and those precautions, I'm hoping by, we start, I, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest here. People are like, yeah, next month, next month. No, I don't think so. I think, I think we're looking at August and October, you know, September even, or, you know, maybe September or even October, I should say, uh, until this thing really fizzles out. And then, you know, we gotta, we gotta stay safe after that. Cause this thing's, it's not going to leave anymore. You know, it's, here. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just uh, can't help but think that, I mean, until there's a situation where, where they actually find like, you know, a cure or a vaccine and that's a whole other uh, tunnel. But I mean, at that point, like the, the safety aspect, I mean, me being a stand up comic, I can't help, you know, but just long for the next time I could actually go into a crowded, you know, bar show or comedy club. And, um, I've, or, or, or dude, right. the last time I saw you coming out to Vegas was what CES back in January and like something like that, like exactly. a big giant, uh, conference at the convention center that, that pulls like 180,000 people to the city. Plus like those events. I mean, you, you were always coming out to Vegas, um, but I know, um, working with the guys over at Lytra, um, fucking awesome lighting company. I definitely, you guys recommend uh, checking out listening. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, like I remember when you um, we were walking the floor at CES, just the amount of people there, and it's just uh, you're you're talking about the you know the possibility. It's hard for us to tell the future, and it's like I just remember how crowded walking through, looking at all those futuristic cars, drones, helicopters, 
Couldn't help but notice the amount of Asians, but I'm I mean, I just not kidding. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help but throw that way. Uh, but no, but I mean, it's just the amount of people that were there as you're looking at all the new tech and everything. Um, there, there's definitely going to be an adjustment, uh, of course, in, um, on you know, different conferences and stuff going forward or, or, or the way people even attend conferences. I, I would I could only imagine. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I mean, first off, Randy's part Asian, so he's oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. say so that. Oh, yeah. People who are um, familiar with me <laughs> that, that are Drew, Drew I do apologize about that. <laughs> right. And, uh, but as far as, you know, uh, those things go, it really sucks because I was actually supposed to be in Vegas next week, dude. And I was going to be at NAB, or I guess in two weeks. Um, so I would have saw yeah. you again and we would have got to and hang out. And would have been at the I think Golden I made Knights it to game. Vegas. It's, like It's playoffs. This is like week one. Dude, it's supposed to be week one of NH- NHL playoffs. We were at the top of the Pacific Division. I would like to think that we probably would have been at the playoffs. Damn it. Uh, I I would have spent as much money as it took to go watch a Knights game yeah, for the playoffs. Yeah, it's so much no louder. Problem. The one thing about the T-Mobile Arena and the Fortress and the Golden Knights, dude, like, I mean, you know, just – the playoffs just elevates the intensity and the crowd. It's uh, yeah, definitely one of the loudest sporting events uh, and, and venues that I've ever been to. I mean, I still have to anchor back to like San Diego back in the day with like when the Chargers actually still had a chance, <laughs> or, and but they kept fucking up anyways. But like that <laughs> entire uh, Qualcomm Stadium right there at Jack Murphy, just full of 70,000 people screaming or back to 98 with the Padres and the World Series and you had 70,000 for a ball game just loud and screaming and it's I don't know I I I feel fortunate that like you know fuck you got into sports through through the Golden Knights and got to experience that with a a few games because I mean there's nothing like the fortress I swear dude yeah you nailed that and I'm not a huge sports guy Um, I've always been very you know avid in action sports and that was kind of my life and now I'm a film nerd but holy shit dude like you took me to that first game and that was over a year ago at CES so January 2019 you go hey man let's just go to a hockey game and I was like yeah whatever so Anthony Walsh and I uh, went up all Walshy and we uh, we came over and checked out the game and you I think you were right but sitting right beside us Um, I, I don't remember quite as well it's been i've been to like five games now but but i but it was just so rad i remember kind of thinking it was i mean it was fun but then then we went to the game at nab last year oh, no sorry wppi which was another conference i was at for video and dude that game it was the san jose sharks versus the golden knights and we won in overtime in a yeah. shootout and i was after that i was yeah. fully addicted i was fully hooked oh. Fully, fully it, it, exactly, dude. It's, uh, it's just if you guys haven't had a chance to, to watch hockey live uh, when this is all over, highly recommend just checking out the game. I mean, it's the fastest, intensest sport to watch, watch live. And I mean, I'm a massive soccer fan. I love my Liverpool, but um, that's all the way on the other side of the pond. And with the quarantines, I can't leave this country. Um, <laughs> right. Well, and like, and what the thing about the Knights are is, again, I've never been a huge sports fan. But this is a great time to like a team because the Golden Knights are a a newer team and they are doing very, very well. So it's not like you're jumping on this old bandwagon. You're, you fully now have a chance to like a team that hasn't been around and has, let's say, baggage. And you know what I mean? And it's just a great time to, to fall in love with the sport. And I remember going to 
uh, the game at CES this year and we had a blast. And then uh, for Valentine's Day, my wife and I drove down and went to yeah. another Knights game and we won. And it was just, I mean, she understood. Like she had been watching the games with me uh, on uh, the theater downstairs that we, we installed. And dude, it was just, it's just so fun to watch, to watch them play. And you start knowing those guys by name and um, it's yeah, just, it's no, just a blast. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to, you know, when we get back to uh, the ability to go about back to life as, as usual and the ability to travel, see each other. Like, fuck, like I said, it's been since January since I last saw you. And, but I mean, like, uh, fuck man, uh, you know, go out, <laughs> travel, go to the mountains. Uh, wh- where are you chomping at the bit to take off to uh, first opportunity you have to, to get out? You had mentioned that you've, you've kind of been taking the social distancing seriously, uh, staying at home. Uh, wh- where have you and, uh, and, and Brooke have kind of been discussing, like, when you get the first opportunity to go somewhere? I mean, honestly, I was, I had so many trips planned for work. I mean, like I said, I was supposed to be in Vegas next week and, and for NAB, and that's basically that's my favorite uh, convention in the entire world. It's it's a film nerd's dream. I mean, it's a the entire Las Vegas Convention Center filled with cameras and monitors and drones and people that I know and creators that I only get to see once a year and brands that I network with and you know look forward to doing future work with. Um, and then I was supposed to go to New York City with for a moment nice. film festival and hang out yeah hang out with a bunch of creators and people like that and obviously that got pushed till late june which so that could still happen but to be completely honest i don't really feel like i need to just like run and get away and go to some like mm-hmm. island or anything but who i am gonna go see is my family i want go go to go see indiana uh my mother and my grandmother and my brother yeah i'm from indiana born and bred and i've, I've lived in salt lake now about nine years but uh you know no none other my family no no one lives out here so um my grandma's not doing 100 percent. so i just i'd love to just go see my family and spend some quality yeah, time no, with I mean, them that's the key at, at times like this like uh you can't help but sit there and look inward at the things that that, that definitely weigh heavy and uh, i mean I, I'm, I was fortunate but before like you know all this uh lockdown stay at home social quarantine i mean living in vegas heading back down to san diego to be able to see um, my parents sister down there uh um you know was able to get some some good time in before the you know the lockdown started and uh just you know doing what we can to uh, make sure you know we had my uh, parents taken care of before uh, before i headed back to vegas and now i'm at the point where it's like well you know we're supposed to all keep our distance and stuff and you know everyone's quarantined so just that tug for family man i i definitely feel you i mean it's my brother's birthday today he's out in jersey right now which you could call you know one hotbed and my other sister's in uh seattle which is you could call the other hotbed. So it's just kind of like all of uh, uh, all of us are, you know, <laughs> split amongst four different locations. And um, other than the Zoom phone calls and teleconferences, which are kind of cool, you know, um, that bring us together. I mean, yeah, just that, that pull to be able to, you know, share the same space and 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 be there with family. I mean, I, I feel you with that for sure. Yeah, and I mean, Zoom is just loving. No, this yeah, right now, yeah, aren't they? yeah. The crazy thing about Zoom is like. Um, I, I remember using using it for work here and there, and then now it's yeah, kept catching up with mom and dad, and um, you know my sisters, uh, uh, brother, nieces, you know, and then even just students that I studied with uh, way back in London, you know, back in college, like we've all been kind of you know 
messaging each other, logging in. And to some extent, uh, technology nowadays has kind of given us the ability to communicate. I mean, fuck, we're doing this right now where I'm sitting here in like, you know, my home fucking studio in Vegas and you're out in Salt Lake and we're having a discussion about what all this is going on. But um, yeah, technology gives us the ability to, to stay connected. And I really feel like over the last few weeks, people have definitely been utilizing that uh, to the fullest. Yeah, and I think uh, like we've been doing this uh, whole game night thing where uh, I think it's factile.com and then we do Jackbox games and you do it via Zoom with your friends and then you share your screen and you're like kind of the game host and then they can play with their cell phones as long as they're on a computer. Oh, we've nice. been playing like game oh, night. Nice. So it's been pretty fun. I, I could totally see how that works. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's actually pretty cool. I kind of like had thought about it and my friend told me how he was doing it. So I bought like Jackbox games are really fun. There's like over like 40 different games. It was the same company from back in the day uh, that used to make that board game. You don't know Jack, which I still think they make. But Jackbox games is blown up and we've been having a lot of time, uh, good times playing that. And uh, I mean, granted, technology is great, but I would have rather have just postponed this episode until two weeks yeah. and been sitting in your studio with yeah, you yeah, and, yeah, no, and exactly. chatting it up. Yeah, definitely would have been Golden Knights playoff hockey. We would have been able to catch up in person. And uh, I, you still hadn't had a chance to try that new v, uh, Ventures VR, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, the vo- I, I do have to pl- plug the Void yep. VR, <laughs> um, but you, um, you could go to the, well, at one point, <laughs> could go to the Bellagio and do, I mean, between that, the Ghostbusters, the Star Wars VR, uh, hands down, my favorite VR experience for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I want to, I want to give you a fact check there. Oh, you Venetian, said Bellagio. It's, actually See, it's been that long that I forgot. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good, yeah. I, I know. Seriously. It, I know. It, it was something Italian. Well, we have this like, unless I had a good sales month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. the one with not free parking. Um, so it's uh but we have like these rituals that we do because like i said i went to vegas like 10 times last year and i think i was went eight times before in 2018 and i i do i go down there for work a lot but we have these kind of things that you and i have just started to do whether it's a night's game or go to a comedy show or or um go to like a certain like industry party that's yeah like an yeah industry, the last the time industry I was that you're club, in and you um, me in or, or... I, I tried my hardest to stay in there as long as possible then i heard uh blink 182 do the club mix <laughs> with uh, uh whoever and at that point i'm like yeah i don't think i could last past this tree <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i was glad you showed up because the lighter guys were were over it and to be completely honest nightclubs aren't my thing but it was a private bnh oh, photo it, party it really... and uh they're uh yeah no, no, that, it, that it, it was loved. really cool it was a, it was a great experience yeah i was there at the cosmo so i was able to you know go outside and get my egg slut sandwich after which made it even better so you know like had the whining bitchy kid that finally got to just yeah. put food in my mouth and they stopped bitching <laughs> but yeah no uh no but it, it's <laughs> oh man i living in vegas i mean it's just yeah there, do you remember there, what there's always something to do after after you're done with the with the trade shows i mean that's that's the one thing about this town is 
there's so much here to do and it's so eerie to see it now all completely on lockdown. Like the, the casino strip is just, you know, I mean, every once in a while you, you'll get the looky lose. You'll, you see people posting the videos of what literally looks like the history channel, fucking life after people apocalypse boarded up doorways at the casinos. None of the fountains going off. Um, you know, most of, you know, the hotel rooms uh, or hotels have been putting up, you know, wonderful, like, you know, love signs and, you know, Vegas strong uh, signs using like the rooms and, and lights, which is awesome. But it just has such an eerie feeling not seeing any foot traffic and being able to get across town so quick. Well, I w- yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I've been seeing some photos uh, I mean, obviously, I saw a couple of your photos, but I also saw one of my buddies uh, who who lives in Vegas as well, and his photos were just the creepiest thing. And I mean, are you allowed to be out um, out there, or are you not supposed to be? Uh, gave the the, the stay at home. Um, non essential businesses have shut down, um, and. Uh, yeah, like uh, we've been cracking down pretty heavy as far as like, like grocery stores and uh, you know, hardware stores, limiting the amount of people going into the stores. Uh, we were one of the first states to start cracking down on that. So just uh, for general grocery shopping, having a queue outside the grocery store, limiting the amount of people who actually go in, um, which has definitely created a, n- a nightmare for people right. who definitely weren't prepped before these regulations came up or or in some cases don't have the budget to be able to grab too much in advance. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a freaking you know, old school redneck having lived in the mountains. So like, I'm pretty good on my prepping. So I, I, I did pretty well on make, making sure I had like non-perishables before this whole, whole thing went down. But you know, every once in a while I'd still need to go out and grab something and just the whole r- rolling out there. Um, they haven't m- uh, made wearing masks mandatory, but definitely suggested it. Um, I mean, I still have my old like N99 carbon filtered mask from like 2012 on the, you know, end of the world scenario that didn't happen. <laughs> so I, you know, while all these people are all like, you know, uh, scrambling for masks nice. and all that stuff. I mean, I'm just kind of, you know, sitting on what I had from the last time. Like I said, I was watching History Channel and the world was supposed to end. But <laughs> this is what. But 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 I mean, uh, right. Yeah, yeah sure. Time, I, I really don't <laughs> go out that much myself. I mean, uh, for the most part, um, you know, I, I've just kind of stayed locked down um, my, my job. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home. Uh, my day job being able to keep in contact with clients, making phone calls, um, emails, um, you know, text, uh, making sure that uh, the clients in my industry are, are, are still open. And um, I mean, for those who aren't familiar, uh, my day job, it's uh, actually work in the cannabis industry, which has been deemed uh, essential business. But even then, the dynamics of the change um, with the amount of people showing up to the dispensaries, uh, they, they ended up closing the storefronts um, and then only allowing for delivery, which has definitely shifted uh, uh, shifted the business for sure. Um, the only operating dispensary in Vegas now is Nuwu, um, which has a drive through um by operating i mean like actually having people being able to go to the store wow um but uh but but most of the other dispensaries have solved like delivery situations but it's just kind of weird to see the uh you know why i had moved to vegas was uh you know expanding my career in the cannabis industry and just in the last three years of you know the changes and of course all of a sudden you know what's going on with the covid19 and coronavirus uh regulations just for everybody's sake um you know we're having to roll with the punches as well but um yeah town is just completely uh, a complete 
different vibe. Um, a good friend of mine, Vincent Blackshear, uh, posted uh, uh, this pretty good joke. Um, he's not going to be telling it on stage anytime soon, so I don't mind burning it on this podcast. Uh, he said that uh, Las Vegas without the casinos kind of feels like a slutty Bakersfield. Uh, hit it, hit it right <laughs> on the hammer! I swear to God. Um, but well, that's that's fair. That's fairly accurate. I just those images were were super creepy. Um, and it's it just sucks because um, I know that you know not everyone agrees with things that happen in Vegas, but like you know those are businesses and those fund a lot of your town and outside of outside of that strip, a lot of that money is coming in and and going yeah, to support your town and your yeah. city. So um, I just hate I just yeah right I just hate it as um, as a business owner. I just hate knowing what's going to happen to places. Um, you know, off off of the Vegas tangent, but I, I read an article this morning that was talking about AMC theaters. You know, one of the biggest theater chains that have been around. Yeah, I know, I, I know no, you've seen I, movies I at work, AMC uh, before. And, and um, I was a, actually used to work for AMC. I was a projectionist. Got this, you know, for about two three years. Wow. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, back during my college years saw so many movies through the projection booth you know all like that movie cinema paradiso just kind of like just kind of through the box you know looking through the movies and i mean amc to me has a warm place in my heart that's um you know just in that work environment and me going to school at state being being a creative writing major uh and, and screenwriting classes and stuff uh yeah, to, to see that post that AMC might shut down is just kind of like, I mean, I get it, less people going to the movie theaters, but being able to weather the storm of rent for the square footage in that mall, I mean, it makes sense by the numbers. I just, um, it breaks my heart if it's actually true. Of course. Yeah, I hope to God it's not. And I'm I'm glad that you, you saw that and picked up on that. Um, but yeah, I I just it just bummed me out, you know, cause you know, I, I remember going as a kid seeing movies at AMC and I'm st- obviously as I, I make films and I do those things, I just know how hard it is to, uh, to recover from things like that. Um, I just, I just hate it for businesses as a whole, but I, I will say one thing we're going to do and not to change the subject too much, but I, when I come to Vegas next time, which I yes, pray to yes, God it's sure. this year, you know, um, I, we, you, you and I are going to go to oh, Zach okay. Baggins yeah, Haunted yeah, Museum. That, that has been on the checklist and that is a place I haven't had a chance to check out. I've been, uh, I've been on this really, uh, garbage <laughs> TV frenzy and I, I'm a huge fan of, oh, <laughs> of ghost adventures now. And, um, I've been watching... I've been watching all these ghost adventures episodes and all this paranormal stuff. You know, it's fun to watch late night and, um, and uh, he was talking about his museum and I was watching an episode based on it. Dude, that stuff looks so creepy. And I am starting to believe in that type of stuff and spirits and like, which sounds crazy because I've never been that type of person. And dude, not kidding. I was watching all these episodes and I got a check in the mail and it was a return balance check from a hospital accident. And I over, I overpaid on the, the bill and it was $666. <laughs> And then I swear, and then all of my, uh, all my electronics were kind of wigging out a little bit. And I don't know. I was just like, dude, all right, I'm sold. Like, uh, even if it was no, coincidence, this is fun. About so, 
we are gonna no, go. No, we're gonna go to the museum, dude. There's something about coincidence. Some people, for sure, coincidence ties into synchronicity. And I, dude, like you're you're talking about goat stuff. Like I can't help but bring this up, man. Like, uh, like did something in life trigger that, um, or 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 open you up to to kind of like you know considering that as a possibility? Um, just kind of curious. Like anything supernatural happen to you, or is it just kind of like what you've been observing? No, I've just kind of been more observant to it, um, I think is what it is. And um, yeah, I can't say that something specific triggered it as besides the fact that I have a little bit more time on my hands to watch Amen. that type of stuff. Um, however, I'm, I'm actually a, uh, I'm actually like a pretty big fan of the dude now. I think he's pretty cool. And, um, and it's just cool because they visit places through in Utah that I've, that I've seen and I've been and they, they, I've watched all the episodes that they've done in Utah and kind of brings me to my next point. Um, so you remember, you're, you know, your, I think it's your favorite bar. Yeah, you told me, yeah, the, tiki, exactly. the Golden right Tiki. For sure. uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's in Chinatown. And this Thursday's episode on the Travel Channel is actually based uh, on the Tiki it. Bar, the it. Golden actually, Tiki. Actually, one of the last times I was there, I was sitting in the booth yeah. that had the plaque that said that this booth is haunted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they're going to investigate that because you took me there this earlier, this early January. I think it was like January 4th or 5th. You took me there. Um, it was when I was out there for CES. We went and had some really yeah, good Korean yeah. barbecue yeah, next door. Kind of one of my more favorite zones of, of, yeah, it was kind of more one of my favorite spots in Vegas. It's off strip. It's in Chinatown. It's just totally my style of stuff. And I love that bar so much. You walk in, it's got like Pirates of the Caribbean playing yeah. and all these cool songs. And then I saw that episode pop up and I was just like, and I know Zach and all those guys live in Vegas because that's where his museum is and stuff like that. But dude, when that uh, uh, episode preview came on uh, this weekend, when we were watching it, I was so stoked because I was like, dude, that's probably my favorite bar in Vegas at the moment. And I know it's your favorite. So yeah, no, no, I figured you'd want to watch check that it out for sure. I mean, <laughs> since we can't go in there and hang out oh my god if it, those listening if you haven't had a chance to check out this bar i highly recommend it um even if you're not a drinker i mean sometimes i've gone in there and yes. just ordered the dole whip um it, it's just exactly that's what you ordered exactly. that's what you ordered yeah, last I didn't feel like time drinking, you had ice cream dole whip. Um, <laughs> no it's like walking in it's like it's like going on the jungle cruise with with the tiki 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 room i should yeah. be able to see but yeah, but then there's alcohol, like, you know, pretty good bar food, um, a lot of good music through there. Um, you know, they always have good DJs spinning classic vinyl and, uh, like and, you know, the live music that plays there. I've caught so many bands there. Um, it, it's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to is just the, well, the band being able to see live music, mentioning bands as well. Um, that's one thing I'm dying for. Yeah. Like, are you playing absolutely all much at all? Or like, I, yeah, I, I had drummer. a. Yeah, I've. Yeah, I've been playing some music. I I was going to say, and then we'll get into that. I mean, uh, we saw, you You were saying it was like Tiki Tiki with Jungle Cruise. And um, and I was like, yeah, it's got Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's got like this very like adventure uh, land uh, Disney style feel to it. And when we were there, we saw a really cool three-piece band. The guy looked like Elvis Presley before he was Elvis Presley, I guess. And uh, or it looks like he might have eaten Elvis <laughs> Presley, but so that's later besides Elvis the Presley. point. But uh, but he but they were 
<laughs> and later, yeah, yeah, and he was so good, man. Those guys were so rad. It was that three piece, and the one guy was playing a stand up bass. And um, I just remember that guy wailing on the guitar and uh, I just remember having a good time in there. I mean, we went in, had a drink, we went over and, and, you know, you had a Dole Whip, I should say. And, uh, and then we went next door, had food. And then we went back to that uh, bar because it was so cool. Just definitely looking forward to the ability to go to that bar, any bar, just be able to socialize and catch up with people. Like, I mean, it's been a different role in this town for sure. Yep. First thing I'm going to do when I come back to Vegas and hang out with you is we're going to go to the uh, Haunted Museum and then I'm going to go buy <laughs> a Golden Tiki Bar shirt to, just to support them and, and show them some love during these hard times because places like that are, are the ones hurting that they, you know, they're not serving anything and um, they're not open. So, But as far as music goes, you were asking about drumming. Yeah, man, I've been playing, uh, beating on the drum heads quite a bit, just trying to keep the music alive and you know it's a little harder to do my wife travels a lot but you know it's hard to just beat the shit out of your drums when when she's just right upstairs so uh just trying to just trying to play as much music as i can and kind of bummed because i had a handful of concert tickets uh during the summer here and i so really what, what concerts were you looking be going forward to, to i know this. i had a few my, myself that i'm just watching as each month go by go by the wayside but Yeah, I had, um, this is funny, uh, I was going to take my mom, she was going to come out and my wife bought uh, me a Christmas gift and it was for her mom, herself, me and my mom and it was uh, Alanis nice. Morissette was doing a reunion tour. <laughs> and and, uh, the, and that's just like because they were both single moms pissed off in their car <laughs> in the 90s driving, you know, and I think uh, that story is more common than not, but that was more of a nostalgia thing. Uh, I normally go to one or two uh-huh. Dave Matthews band shows every summer. Um, just that's just I, I'm a big fan of Dave. Probably won't be doing that this year. Um, who else was I going to see? I was going to go see Incubus again. I think you know I'm a, yeah. I'm a '90s person for sure. Uh, still love my '90s bands. And then uh, local natives was coming downtown to Salt Lake. I was going to go see them. And uh, Built the Spill was going to come in the summer again. I wanted to see them. And just a handful, man. And not even that sucks that we can't see the bands. It just sucks that not only is the band losing money for not being able to yeah, do it, but yeah, so is no, the bar. No, yeah. Well, you know? the bar, the venues, the larger venues, hopefully the larger venues, you know, have, you know, have the backing or, or, or just the savings to be able to weather the storm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm watching like my newsfeed constantly of like all these different, you know, restaurants and diners in LA that I used to go to uh, when I used to run up there to do stand up that are shutting down. They can't, they can't maintain being open. Even if they were doing like, you know, uh, takeout orders, people are obeying the, the stay at home orders and not even dining out as much. And that's forced like a lot of these small businesses right. to close. I mean, that's like the double-edged sword for me. It's just kind of like as much as I'm trying to stay home as much as possible. Um, you know, I, you know, I miss dining out. I fucking used to be a fucking dining magazine editor. So like, I mean, that, the whole experience of dining out is something I, I, I definitely miss as well. Absolutely. And you've got some of the best restaurants uh, in, in the world yeah, at, at your it, fingertips and, there. You know, it's, you know, trying my best to recreate, you know, what I can on my stove, but it's just not as impressive as like, you know, like going to like a, you know, like a, like a sushi hibachi place where it's like kind of like Benihana. I can't, I can't get that fancy shit gets stuck on my stove. 
<laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you're uh, beat, beating up your stove with um, a side spatula, just like tapping it and then making onion volcanoes. Yeah, no, just, no, yeah, I've done the onion the volcano way too much, but it's just not, you know, when you do it by yourself, it's not as impressive. <laughs> You need other people to yeah. be happy with you. <laughs> yeah, you're like <laughs> you're throwing shrimp off your spatula, but it's just like eating your yeah, couch exactly, and exactly. If I had a dog, yeah. at least the dog would eat it. But you know, at this point, now I have like ten shrimp by my couch. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> so well, late. Dude, uh, I know. I, you know, thank you for joining me on this podcast. I, you know, don't don't want to take too much much of your time in the day and stuff, but. Uh, I, as far as like other projects that you've been working on or anything you, you'd like to plug here? Well, I talked about, well, first off, I appreciate you having me. Um, it's obviously, this is easy for us, dude. We can chat on the phone and talk about anything and nonsense. It's fun to be on your podcast and just talk kind of about random stuff and, you know, the golden Knights yeah. and ghost exactly. adventures and tiki yeah, bars and, well, yeah, and just uh, up. exactly it's, which is really cool yeah and i like that that kind of atmosphere to your podcast so i think that's a that's a win for you dude and you know our podcast is very much focused on filmmaking and creating so we kind of have to stick to a uh, a certain subject even though we go off tangent quite a bit but um it's just nice to be able to chat with you man and um as far as plugs you can follow me on instagram i guess um at drew t43 that's d-r-u-t-4-3 and uh, my company is 43 productions so 43productions.com you can check out my work there and the take 43 podcast is on itunes and spotify like i mentioned before and on multiple other channels so uh, i'm stoked for you though man you're you're a creative and, and a writer and you do a lot of really cool work. So yeah, I'm excited that um, you got this I, up and I, going. I just kind of find somewhere to take that creative outlet without uh, the ability to do mics and, and stuff like that. I mean, this, this is kind of the evolution of what a stand-up comics and writers yeah. are just people looking, trying to produce content. Um, for me, it's just, like I said, I want to just kind of communicate find yeah. out how people are doing. Um, you know, I mean, it's always good to catch up, but also just kind of, you know, kind of get a grasp of people's perspectives. I, it was warm and refreshing to hear, um, you know, how, how things are, um, how you're taking uh, things out there in Utah and just kind of like hear, hear the vibe of how things are out there. Cause it's, it's, you know, def- different energy here in Vegas and, you know, catching up with like my family in California and Washington and Jersey, definitely different energies out there. So it's, it's, it's good to hear how things are uh, where you are. Totally. I'm glad you guys are safe. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, and I think staying safe and just like I said, kind of my whole thing this whole time has just been to stay creative and that kind of keeps my mind in a different place. So whether you're a creative or whether you um, have a different job, like you're a writer and you're in the cannabis industry, you know, just finding ways to utilize your work or if it's just doing this podcast, something new, I highly encourage anyone to to jump on a podcast and start one if they've wanted to for forever. This is kind of your time or you know get into photography or or get into uh maybe a field of work that you've been too afraid to get into maybe now is your opportunity to get into that because you know you could have got a pay cut or laid off from something that was non-essential and maybe you've been wanting to do something essential this entire time and or whatever's considered essential by the government that is and um i think i think it's a good opportunity for us as human beings to maybe 
pick up something that we have never done before um, with some of the extra time. And then I think once things get back to normal, which is hopefully sooner than later, I hope we can apply those things and everyone can just be nice to each other and everyone can stay, you know, kosher the whole time, you know, everyone is equal. And I think this is a time where we're realizing that none of us are invisible, whether you have, you know, fame through media or fame through, uh, some other creative outlet or some other outlet that I'm not aware of. I think we're all in this together and I think we're all hey, in the man, same dude, playing that's, field. That's a honestly beautiful way to end the podcast. I think, um, Drew. Yeah, man, dude. I yeah. love you, man. Uh, seriously, stay safe out there. My, my love to, to Brooke and Roxy, of course. And, uh, yeah, man, fuck. Uh, I guess I'll be talking to you soon, brother. Thanks so much for having me, dude. Love you. And uh, I will see you sooner than later and we'll be stronger than ever. And we'll go visit some ghosts or something yeah, and go and, uh, have a drink at the Tiki Bar. <laughs> All right. Cheers, brother. Go Knights, go. Talk to you. Well, that was a lot of fun. I'd like to thank my good friend Drew Williams for joining me on episode two of the Before, Now, and After podcast. It was really cool catching up with him. He was actually supposed to be here in Vegas, and we were supposed to be catching Golden Knights playoff hockey, but all this happened. (laughs) For more information on Drew Williams, you definitely got to check out his film production company, find out uh, more about this very talented cinematographer, uh, 43productions.com. You could also follow on Instagram at 43productions. You could also follow him on Instagram at drut43. Uh, It was really cool to kind of hear how things are going out in Salt Lake and kind of compare it to you know, what I'm dealing with here in Vegas, or if you happen to listen to episode one, how, how things are going out in San Diego, California, uh, that's the game plan of this podcast. Just kind of reach out to my friends and kind of find out how things are going with all of this, how things were before now and after, uh, for more information on me, you could definitely check out my website, randywrites.com. Uh, also follow me on Instagram at Randy Villarba on Twitter at Randy Wrights. And then of course, feel free to follow the podcast. I got the Facebook page up, uh, the before now and after podcast. You could also follow the at before now and after pod on Instagram and at before now N after the letter N after because Twitter and the, you know, the handle anyways, love you guys. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen. Um, be safe out there. Slancha. Cheers. <laughs>